Hey, Christine. Hey, Selena. What's happening? Well, first, I'm excited about the conversation that we're about to have. I know you love talking about this today. I do. I feel like I nerd out on neuroscience and all the things. But first, first, first things first. Couple things. Let's talk about our weekends. Yeah. Um, I'll start by saying, and I talked about this in our little Facebook group called Savor Your Summer. Savoring Your Summer. Savoring Your Summer. Um, but I did finally see Top Gun. You did. I did. And I loved it. Right. I agreed with your sentiment that it was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. Minus the fact that there was a child sitting next to us, not child, a teenager sitting next to us with two of his friends hacking up a lung. Nope. And, and I thought, okay, maybe the kid has asthma. I don't care. Jim was, Jim was annoyed. Yeah. So then I tried to do the spin, of course, because you know, that's you what spin. I do. I was like, oh, he's probably here with his parents and it's just a kid. Oh like, my word. You created an entire backstory for this kid. I did. Yeah. And he probably has asthma and he feels really bad and his parents feel really bad, but he oh has asthma. Yeah. Why do I do that? I don't know. Why? And Jim's like, no. Like he was so more than more than he just distracted, right? And couldn't just be like all in and enjoy. You know what? I know why you do that. It's your seven. Yeah. You want to avoid any unpleasant feelings. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to avoid, of course, the unpleasant feeling of this kid has COVID. Right. (laughs) Sitting next to me. COVID Carl is in the seat next (laughs) to me. Yes. So that was a little frustrating. And but then and then I was like, Christine, why are you doing that? Look at so look over it. So I look. And the kid now is not only sneezing, but he's like blowing he's his nose. He's sneezing and blowing no. his nose, like full snot, nope. blowing his nose into it. I was like, Jim, come on, let's go. And so we went and sat in the very back of the theater. Yeah. No, um, I can't handle that. Listen, it was when my husband, <laughs> okay, he often finds himself that he has to cough for whatever reason. Yeah. It's crap stuck in his throat or I don't know, but it's like all the time. And we go out in public and he coughs. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. That is illegal. Knock it off. <laughs> it is illegal to cough in public. I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. Uh, like, I, just choke that crap down. I don't care, but do not cough in public. And for goodness sake, do not sneeze. Uh, yeah. It was just. Do it not was sneeze just, it was in public. So I'm out. I'm out. Whatever. Keep your monkey pox. I'm it out. It was crazy. Oh my <laughs> gosh. You're a nut. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. And then, of course, Jim leans over to me and he goes, see, this is exactly why I like to watch movies at home. Oh, but that movie him, in particular right, needed, needed to be to see seen in a the theater. theater. But yes. unfortunately, it was, we probably didn't move until halfway through the movie. Oh, yeah. Because that's when I started to go, oh, yeah. And for him, it wasn't so much the COVID thing as it was distracted and annoyed right. kind of a thing. He was just like, get out, like, go out yeah. of the theater, you know. Um, and yeah, so anyway, but it was amazing and I can't wait to watch it because I'm sure the next time I watch it, we'll be home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yes. So that was fantastic. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, really, really good. Uh, yeah. And then we got together on, I went to my mom's on Saturday. Yes. It's their 30th wedding anniversary and my mom's birthday is coming up. And so we went flower shopping and plant shopping and I bought a bunch of plants and then went back to her house and planted everything and. And we had dinner and that was really nice. Yes. After Friday, I did all the things. 
You did breakfast. Like you posted about it in our group, which by the way, if you have not joined our savoring your summer Facebook group, you definitely want to do that. Just search it on Facebook, savoring your summer. You'll find it. Click the little button that says join and I'll approve you as long as you're not crazy. And I will let you in. <laughs> yeah, It's really fun to see I, like everybody's sharing. Oh my gosh. What yeah, they're doing awesome. and it's inspiring. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that place or I need to go and do that. I love yeah. that too. So yeah, so good. But I did post about that. So Friday morning, got up early, went to breakfast with a dear friend, um, picked up autumn on the way home packed up the kayaks, went to Blue Marsh. I should, it should be called Green Marsh, by the way. If, for those who aren't local, it is okay. like a really beautiful lake that is highly polluted in our okay. community. Okay, do you want to know what? Somebody once called it something else and I can't unhear it. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> this is terrible. And I'm not saying I feel this about it, but I can't get it out of my head. Like, And it's been years. Here, she calls it Pooh Marsh. Oh, <laughs> Because it's always getting shut down for swimming because of high bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. Years ago, I took my kids and my dog, Sarge at the time, to, I was like, okay, everybody's like being, oh, they're being dramatic. No. And so I'm going to take my kids. We're going to go. We all got so sick. Like yeah. hours later, we were, and then to the next day, so sick. Yeah. Um, and maybe it was just a high bacteria kind of day and they didn't shut it down prior to. Right. Well, and how often do they test it? I don't know. And to be fair, to be fair, for those of you who aren't local and maybe don't know this, the reason that that happens to Blue Marsh all the time is because it's surrounded by farm fields. It is surrounded by farm fields and livestock. And when there is a decent amount of rain, there's a lot of runoff that goes into the lake and that raises the contamination levels. And... There's a town underneath it that was flooded in order to make that. Shut your face. You didn't know that? No. The Army Corps of Engineers had to go in. And Wait, I do feel like I heard this. Yeah, once. that's why there's the, the dam and like yeah. all, all of that because it, uh, yeah. So anyway, anyway but um, so we went kayaking on Green Marsh. Uh, Blue Marsh. <laughs> okay, Blue Marsh. Um, do you remember the place I took you kayaking? Though it literally was green. Oh, it, it was. looks like a it was, toxic. Listen, I decided if I fell out of that kayak, I was just gonna die. There. Yes, that was it. <laughs> this is how yeah, it ends. Yeah. I just died here now. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so we did that, and then we went to Plum Creek with the rest of the kids to celebrate end of school year and nice. how hard they worked um, to get to the end. And um, yep, yeah, and then and then that night we went to the movies. Yeah. So I really feel like I squeezed all the things. And then yesterday we had an awesome day. Yesterday we did have an awesome day. Okay, hold on. So I'm trying to think about what I did on Friday. And for the life of me, I can't. You went to the Taste of Lidditz. That's right. Thank you. See, I know that because you posted in our group. I did post in our group. This is why we need things like this to be able to remember and savor our summers. Yes. No. So Friday was my daughter's last day of school. So as of Friday afternoon, my youngest child, our youngest child is a senior in oh, high school. How does that feel? A senior. I'm not sure yet. Ooh, I will have I to let you know. remember that feeling, man. When Alex was a senior, it felt like, like a whole year of lasts. You know what I mean? But now that Cassie's a senior, it's like a whole year of last lasts. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because with Alex, I yeah, still yeah. had Cassie, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, last lasts. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Part of it's really exciting. Part of it's like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. where did the time go? Mm-hmm. But yeah. So then Friday night we dished the kids <laughs> because of course, <laughs> right. 
And um, Frank and I went down to the Taste of Lidditz, which was so fun. So they closed down a couple of blocks of the main street in Lidditz and they had all of these um, different restaurants had set up tents, restaurants from Lidditz Mm -hmm. had set up tents and you could go and buy, you know, food there. I stood in the longest line in the entire place to get this Mexican food that just looked and smelled so good. There was a reason that line was so long and it was totally worth it. Um, I love how, what did you say? It was a taco with a side of singing angels. It was... (laughs) I messed it up. You gotta work on your comedy. Shut up. Your timing, your placement. It's just not, it doesn't work for me. No, I'm never gonna be I, as witty as you. Shut it's, up. This is not about wit. This is about timing. <laughs> Learn the art, Christine. Learn it. Um, yeah, it was a case of taco with a side of angel singing. I got saved right there in the middle of the street with that taco. I'm telling you, I saw the face of God. It was, <laughs> and he saw that it was good. It was amazing. Oh my Amazing. God. That's what good. I said. Oh yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so that was Friday night. Oh, and then after we got back Friday night, we went, we went in the pool and it was amazing. Mm. Um, I love being in the pool in the evening. So we're swimming in the pool in the evening and doesn't Ralphie fall in Oh my gosh. because he's just a little booger and just yeah. could not keep himself from doing it. So anyway, he fell in, but he swam right away. He was fine. Mm. It wasn't a big deal, but it was like my worst nightmare. And wait, stop there. What? Because I just realized something else I did what? Friday night. So I'm sitting in my house and I hear this like, boom, boom. And I was like, what is happening? And then I realized it was Wilson graduation. Yes. And the fireworks. The fireworks. And I can literally see, like, I have a perfect seat in, my, in the back of my house. Um, and so I watched the firework display and yeah. it was absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Karen Troutman, who is like an avid listener is. to our podcast. And the whole team at Wilson for oh my making my night. It was beautiful. Well, and their graduations, they started doing this since COVID because yeah. they used to do graduations in the Santander arena. Yeah. And now they do them outdoors. They do a parade first with all the seniors. Yeah. They have the ceremony outside, then they do the fireworks. And I got to tell you, it is the best thing they have done Yep. to change things up. And now it's stuck. Yep. And now it's stuck since COVID. Everybody loved it so much. It was so much more special. Um, than yeah. just being in the Santander arena, which, I mean, it was still special. We did that with my son's graduation, but though. oh my gosh. Crisis is the birthplace of innovation. Yes, that is, is a perfect it's example a of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if we allow it to be, depending on our mindset, which depending on our mindset. Today. Okay. But back to the weekend. So that was Friday night. What did I do on Saturday? What did I even do on Saturday? I hung out home in the morning Oh, and then we went out, <laughs> we went out to, took the kids out to dinner. And then I went to a couple of different shoe stores in the area. I'm trying to find shoes to wear to Disney. I'm going to take my sneakers, but you have to have more than one kind of pair of shoes. Mm. Right. And I mm. leave for Disney on Saturday. Oh my gosh. See now when this, when this airs, airs I will already be, be in Disney. I will already be yes. there. So yeah. And I found nothing. Mm. I, I think I'm looking for a unicorn that doesn't exist, Probably. but whatever. It's that fine. Surprise me, I'll though. figure it out. So that was Saturday. And then yesterday you came over and we celebrated Frank's birthday. Finally. Like a month later. Yeah. And you made him like this huge vegan lunch. Yeah. Huge. You came over with a vat of vegetable curry. <gasps> Green curry. I think is going to take us a year and a half to eat. I don't think so. Listen, that, that thing in my fridge weighs five pounds. Oh my God. I'm not kidding you. And we had taken it out of your cast iron pot. And it weighs five pounds. 
So you made that, you made rice, you made a watermelon salad. I made coconut rice. You made coconut rice, mm. yes. Watermelon salad yes, that was lime so good. And olive oil and some salt and, and the feta. basil and mint. And we added feta, Frankie. The feta, feta was amazing. Feta. What yeah. about the dip? I made the dip. You know what? I didn't try it yet. What? I know. Oh my gosh. I so I made I vegan cheese. And then, it's so it's, it's vegan <laughs> cheese made with, I, this time I did it with cashews and almonds. And it's fantastic. And then I did uh, with the dates. It's the vegan goat cheese, dates, bacon, hot okay. honey. When you made dip. that not vegan, I wanted to just pull up yeah. a trough. Yeah. I just eat it. It was amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Again, half baked harvest. Just look up, just Google half baked harvest yeah. recipes and it's the goat cheese, date, bacon, whatever, brown sugar, honey. You'll <clears throat> find it. So good. Yeah. Yes. But you made all of that. And, and then we had non dessert. And then you made mango whip, kind of like Dole Whip yes. with mango. Disney. I was getting you ready for Disney. It was so good. Everything was so good. And so we sat at the table outside on my pool deck for hours. We did. For hours. It and we so ate. Good. And we soaked in the sun. And we swam. And we got out. We ate some more. Mm -hmm. And it was the whole day. And it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We even had yam shortbread cookies from well, so I went I didn't have one yet. Oh, to prepare for the meal, I went to Trader Joe's the day before on the way to my mom's in Delaware and um got some new Trader Joe's goodies. And one of them is like this Ubi, I don't know if it's Ube U-B-E shortbread cookies. They're purple yam shortbread cookies. And they were actually pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to try one later today. And when I was leaving, so part of our conversation yesterday was about like, let's think about not only what we're putting in our bodies. I've been thinking about this a lot. Oh, yes. I've been yes, like, yes, I'm yes. in therapy and trying so hard. I've been like trying so hard to like work on my heart and my soul and like all of these things. I need to also work on how I'm caring for my body. And yep. so I've been eating a little bit differently and um, that's why I love that vegetable curry yesterday. Yeah, it was so, so good. good. Um, but we've also like when I was at my sister's about a month ago, you know, she had colon cancer. Mm -hmm. She was diagnosed with colon cancer when she was 37 years old. It's crazy. And, I mean, it is a miracle that she is alive. And so she's very serious and has been pretty healthy, you know, very healthy most of her life. And she's an ultra runner. Yeah. You know, she's done like a hundred, she's run a hundred mile marathon. And so, um, Anyway, so she is super serious about what she puts on her body as well. And so you, and then you told me you watched this documentary. Oh, yeah, we did. And I wish I could remember what it's called. It was, it was, I think it was on HBO Max, but basically it was all about the makeup industry mm. and what's going into their products and, and all this stuff. And it just, it was so disturbing Mm -hmm. Like to know that basically, you know, every time I put on my makeup, I'm inhaling asbestos yeah. daily. This is something I put Ugh. on my face every single day. And I am 100% inhaling asbestos every single time I do it. Yeah. And we all are. Yeah. Unless you are very specifically using a clean brand of makeup. Yeah. And so I had been in the process and am in the process of switching all of my skincare and makeup stuff over to beauty counter yep. beauty counter does ethically made 
and uh, completely green and clean yeah. makeup and skincare, but it's not garbage. Yeah. So because <laughs> so, here's what I mean. When you get like these all natural brands and it's like lipstick and like I could, yeah, I could breathe hard and the lipstick's coming off. Like yeah. it's just I just ridiculous. switched my hair care line to a curl master and with all these like, it's saying it has papaya and flaxseed and like all of these incredible yeah. natural ingredients and then it doesn't but when I went to the EWG app um which is a, an app that you can download and yes. you can scan barcodes and like to see how clean if they're high allergen if they're carcinogens that cause cancer like especially you can find anything like you know? all yeah. environmentally and like all the things um yeah and so I was like okay I need to do because like I'm converting my makeup but I'm also converting my hair care and converting my like body cleansers and stuff like yeah. that and so it's a journey but it's, anyway and it's a process it's, for yeah. sure like this isn't going to happen overnight yeah but there are steps we can take yeah and beauty counter and so beauty counter is you the talked brand. about beauty yeah. counter and I was like my sister is a beauty counter rep and I've been like converting myself over with her so that was an interesting conversation yeah but then one of the things you said to me was we were talking, Cassie, your daughter came to the pool and she was talking about her hair and she just went to the store where they have this all natural hair, hair curl yeah, thing. Curls, cream. And you talked about flaxseed gel. Yeah, I did. It's Look like sworn by in the curl community. I went home. What is she? Okay. She just handed me a baggie with some stuff in it that looks kind of gross, to be honest. It is gross. Yeah. And it was not easy, but I went home and I researched flaxseed gel okay. recipe for curly hair okay found a bunch of different recipes did you use it this morning and of course created my own look at my hair i know because like your curls in the front are banging today ma'am they really are and i slept on it i so get I out of here you yeah, did it last night this is from yeah this is my last yeah i put that in my hair last wow night. yeah okay so that's all right. Flaxseed oh okay my daughter will yeah. love this it for those of you who don't know my daughter or haven't seen her um yeah Tight, tight her curls. hair is like a lion's mane yeah. of curls yeah. tons of it tight tight tighter curls than yours like over her whole head but i made a batch of that and it probably doesn't didn't cost more than two dollars and i've been spending like twenty dollars for my hair care products this is flaxseed shea butter lavender essential oil and water and uh one other ingredient oh i put a little of jojoba oil in it Oh, nice. So I made my own recipe. Look at you. And of course you did. I, of course you did. I said, you could not just follow the recipe that's on there. I said to Jim, I was like, <laughs> um, why? Can't, I was a little annoyed at first because I ended up putting it all in my Vitamix. Uh-huh. So try straining. Oh. Yeah. And then my cheesecloth got holes in it. So then I had to find pantyhose. Who has pantyhose anymore? Nobody. Thank God. So, but I think what I found was like tights. So the you know like it was my you made your gel by straining it through a pair of tights. Yeah, look, it's in the interwebs. It Listen, says I, I, that that's what. Oh, you okay. Do. So now you're gonna follow that rule. Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. When the cheesecloth kind of burst it, I was like, Jim, what am I gonna do? He's like, ah. you know. And then I'm squeezing, and then I call him upstairs. He's exhausted from like a really crazy weekend at the bagel bar, and but so he comes up, and I'm like. Can you do this for me? He was like, 
just find product and buy it. And I was like, squeeze it. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Oh, it was ridiculous. So get yourself a bottle of Dep and call it a day. Yes, that's exactly. And I was like, but there's chemicals in there. And he was like, find one that doesn't have chemicals and just buy it. But I'm, I think I'm, I'm going to stick with it. At your least, hair, your you hair know. looks great. It it'll actually, last. It in the, really does. It'll let the product will last in the fridge for two weeks. It, you have to refrigerate it. Yeah. So Are I gotta serious? go down into my kitchen and you actually have to refrigerate it. You do. Why? Because it only lasts a couple of days. It's why flaxseed. It's food. It's a seed. I'm just telling you what flaxseeds live in your pantry for weeks to refrigerate. Listen, it. if I have to refrigerate my refrigerate hair product, flaxseed, I'm out. By the way, okay. Well, flaxseed meal, flaxseed should be in the fridge or freezer. No. Yeah, I'm telling you. Well, I, I hear they you. Go rancid. I'm telling you, no. Yeah, it's not happening. So. Yeah. Oh, you lost me a refrigerating, Christine. I know. This was going so well. And then go you got to put your hair gel in the fridge. Anyway, so interesting. Crazy weekend. Talk about squeezing every. We did, right? We yeah. did. It we did. Good. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. So, all right. You ready to talk about this? I am. We are talking about mindsets today because we are still focused on that model of flourishing, which is the PERMA V model. The P stands for positive emotions, E is engagement, R is relationships, M is meaning, A is achievement, and the V is vitality. We are still in the positive emotion part of it because there's just so So much much to cover. And a big part of what affects our emotions, positively or negatively, is our mindset. Mm-hmm. Mindset. So just to be clear, let's let's start with defining mindset. So mindset is a set of beliefs or a way of thinking that determines your behavior, outlook, and mental attitude. Mm-hmm. Our mindset is everything. It really is. And when we first, when I first started learning about this in my positive psychology classes, um, it was it was staggering to me when we learned about fixed and growth mindset how much fixed mindset I have by default. Mm -hmm. This is not something I consciously chose. It is our default in this society in particular to have a fixed mindset. So let's define that. It feels like mine. I think fixed mindsets, like we automatically go there. They're they're like safer. Oh, they protect us. Yeah, absolutely. They protect us. So a fixed mindset is more of a judging mindset, whereas Mm -hmm. a growth mindset is more of a learning mindset. Mm -hmm. So I want to go over like just some of the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So fixed mindset believes that intelligence is static, Mm -hmm. which means you're only as smart as you're ever going to be. Yeah, that's it. Like people generally have a set level of intelligence Mm -hmm. and that's it, regardless of what happens. Or a lot of times I think too, it's a lot of times I think people will say, so people who are not naturally academically strong. Right, yes. Oh yeah. will say, I'll give the example of my two younger sons. One extremely book smart, didn't have to study what just like everything came so incredibly natural. The other one struggled, like processing is slower. Yes. Um, just struggled, but was also like brilliant. But because in the normal traditional school setting, he wasn't smart. Mm-hmm. He took that on and that yeah. became like, I'm not smart. Yes. Therefore I can't. Right. And right. so that became, and that is a mindset. absolutely a 
fixed yeah. mindset. Yeah. A growth mindset believes that intelligence can be developed. Yes. That no matter, you know, where you fall on the IQ scale, there is always room for growth. And what's so interesting about this is fixed mindset is the least accurate. It is the least accurate. Um, tons of studies have shown that we are terrible estimators of our own abilities, mm. terrible estimators for our own abilities. And people with a fixed mindset account for most of that inaccuracy. Mm. It's interesting because they either overestimate or underestimate their own abilities. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. So like one of the ways you can think of uh, the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset is like with this statement, I have failed, not I'm a failure. Yes. I have failed is a growth mindset statement. Mm -hmm. I'm a failure is a fixed mindset statement. Attributing failure to your character is fixed mindset and mm -hmm. it weighs us down. Mm -hmm. It really does. It weighs us down over well, time. And when I like a lot of um, when I'm coaching and consulting with uh, leaders who uh, manage teams, lead teams, this is one of the things I spend a ton of time talking about because everybody wants a highly effective um, and like I say, irresistible culture, right? Mm -hmm. And one that gets results and gets them fast and like thriving culture. But without this mindset, without a growth mindset, it fails. Yes. Like it's not going to happen. 100 and this is a perfect example of if you don't have as the leader of an organization or of a team, if you do not have a fail forward culture, yes. nobody's going to want to try and to do anything. Nobody is going to want to take a risk yes. because if I do, I'm going to get my hand slapped or I'm going to get fired potentially, right? But right. organizations, all the researchers, organizations that grow and innovate yes, are the organizations that have a fail forward culture. Like, okay, failure is a part of, if we're not failing, we're not doing anything. Exactly. That's so exactly true. Let's fail forward. Let's learn from yes. our, our failures and let's move ahead, right? Yes. The best inventions are made from tons and tons of like, Oh, tried that. Didn't work. Oh, tried that. Didn't work. But I'm not a failure. This method right. failed. I'm going to try something new. Exactly. And then you get like the most incredible invention. Exactly. Out of that. And this isn't just true for leading others. This is true for leading yourself. Yes. This is true for leading yourself. That yeah. fail forward um, concept is so, so important. And here, here's the thing. When you can attribute failure to um, a situation or a specific event instead of your character, mm. it enables problem solving. Mm -hmm. um, and it helps you see that failure or that situation as a growth opportunity. Yeah. So it's not, it's, I'm not a failure. Mm -hmm. I have failed at this. It builds resilience and it creates positive self prophecies. Mm. Listen, self fulfilling prophecies. Mm are a hundred percent a thing. Yeah. Whether for good or for bad, mm -hmm. we are in charge. Yep. Either way. Yeah. And we can choose it for good or we can choose it for bad, but they a hundred percent of the time are within our control, right? Self-fulfilling prophecies are a thing that it's that whole statement, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're right. Yeah. And don't you think as you get older, this gets harder? 
I think oh, the older sure. we get, the more fixed our mindset Absolutely. gets. Because as a kid, we we create and we imagine and it's safe, right? But the more we hear no, or the more we get our hands slapped for doing something wrong, making a mistake, not getting the grade, which we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think then we start to, again, we, we fall into the fixed mindset because it's safer there Yeah. because, and I even, I think about this for myself, like how many businesses I started in my teens and early twenties that it was just like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this. And now I, what I realized over the years is a lot of times I get like, uh, what do they call that? Like knowledge constipation. Yes. Right. Yes. It's yeah. like, I get paralyzed because I don't have all the facts. I don't have like, but what if I'm going to look, I'm going to look bad. What are going to pe- people going to think of me? Whereas yep. I didn't really care about those things before. And social media, I think has like, Oh my put gosh. That on Magnified. But yes. when I started the bagel bar, that was like, a, yep. someone literally dared me to do it. And I was like, you just dared me. Okay. Right. Yeah. I did it. I didn't have my licenses. Like I didn't have a food license. I didn't like, I was totally just like doing something just for fun. And like, uh, you know, and if it fails, it fails. Like who cares? What's, what am I, what do I really have to lose here? Yeah. And every time, like when the food and drug administration walked in and said, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? I don't know. (laughs) How about a bagel? And she was like, I got to shut you down. Like you can't do this. And I was like, hold on. I can and I did. And if I made a mistake, tell me what it was and I'll fix it. And she's like, no, you don't understand. But like, again, and that wasn't like, oh, I suck. I'm a failure. Then it was, okay, this is part of the process. Right. We're going to keep on and going. And now, now I know what I need to do next. Yeah. Yeah. 28 years later, it's still a thriving business. Exactly. That was not a failure. No. That right. was not a failure. Yeah. But as we get older. It's harder. It's yep. harder. So I like when you're thinking about that, I'm a failure, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the beliefs behind that, um, cause I want to go over some of the beliefs behind I'm a failure versus I have failed, mm-hmm. right? Because it's the underlying beliefs. It's, it's what we believe about what we say mm-hmm. that matters the most, mm-hmm. not as much what we say, though that does matter, but it's the belief about what we're saying. So some of those beliefs behind I'm a failure, that fixed mindset, um, set, is like your intelligence is something basic about you and you cannot change it very much. Or you can learn new things, but you cannot change how intelligent you are. Neither of these are true. You're a certain kind of person and there isn't much to be done that can really change that. Mm. Like I'll never overcome this. I will Mm -hmm. never forget, never forget doing hair once. And I don't know if I was pregnant at the time. I feel like I was. It doesn't, it's irrelevant, but I had a client and, you know, I'm always a little overweight and she was always a little overweight. And she said to me, I'll never forget it. She said, yeah, you and I will never get skinny because we don't need to, we're cute. Mm. And that just settled in my head. Mm. Like, oh, I'll never get skinny. Mm. Huh? I'll never get skinny. Now at this point in my life, I have no desire to get skinny in air quotes. Right. But that was something that stuck in my head for the longest time. And so that's that whole, like, this is who you are. And there's really not much you can do to change it. Well, I used the example too, like growing up and every day hearing you're a stupid, ugly redhead, you'll never do anything. Right. My stepfather. Right. And so I literally grew up believing that Mm -hmm. I was stupid and I was ugly and I'd never amount to anything. I would never do anything. Right. 
that became who I was for a while there. Yeah. Until I undid that. Yeah. Right. And and so there are things that people have said to us that that's absolutely we internalize it neural pathways in our yes. brain. Like, okay, this is by default. This is you don't try anything because you are stupid and I'll, you know, for whatever right. that is, like there's a message that's there. And when you become aware of that, that mindset, you can, that's the good news about this right. whole thing. You, can, you change can change it. All of this. You can create new neural pathways in our, our God created our brains to be malleable. Yes. Entirely Those malleable. can change. Yes. So, and it doesn't but matter how you have you to be intentional. Yep about changing them. Yeah. And here's the thing, a fixed mindset actually feeds your ego. Mm. Now mm. it's like feeding you junk food. Yeah. Right. But a fixed but mindset feeds your ego because it protects you. Yeah. It protects you. Now the growth mindset statement, I have failed, which is different from, I am a failure. Some of the beliefs behind that are things like no matter how much intelligence you have or don't have, you can always change it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. right? It's always there. You can always substantially change how intelligent you are. No matter what kind of person you are, you can always change, mm-hmm. right? That's the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so here's the thing that fixed mindset leads to a desire to look smart. Mm-hmm. It leads to a desire to look smart. And that is problematic in so many ways, because when you come up against challenges in order to look smart, you're just going to avoid the challenge. You're not going to try to overcome it because you might fail. Yep. Right. Um, When you come up against obstacles, you're going to give up easily Mm -hmm. because again, you could look bad Mm -hmm. or you could look not smart or dumb or whatever you want to say. When it comes to putting in effort, you know, the person with the fixed mindset is going to see effort as fruitless or worse, Mm. fruitless or worse. So it could be fruitless or detrimental, Mm. right? Um, With a fixed mindset, they're going to ignore useful negative feedback because they don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. And they take it, people with a fixed mindset take criticism or feedback. Of course they do. So personal. Absolutely. It's like you, so if I say to somebody with with a fixed mindset, like, hey, let's look at this. How could how would we do this differently next time? Automatically, they hear like, you think I suck. You think I'm incompetent. Right. You think, oh, okay. And they shut down instead of going, oh, okay, let's look at this. What could we do differently? What would yes. I do differently next time to make this better or make my skill better? Yes. They can't do it. No, they can't. Because again, they have assigned failure to their character mm-hmm. and not to specific events. Yep. And that is the biggest, biggest difference. And, and here's the thing too, like when it comes to the success of others, they're going to feel threatened by it mm-hmm. they're, because again, they've assigned all these things so personally. Yeah. It's, it's actually like, even like, as we're talking about it, it's an incredibly gut-wrenching way to live because you're holding yourself to this impossible standard mm-hmm. that you can't possibly meet and you know it. Mm-hmm. So you don't try. Right. And then you overcompensate in, oh yeah. Well, in a, in a variety yeah. of ways. And so it, it's, that fixed mindset is so sad. And I would encourage everyone, like if you find yourself taking something personally, like what you had said, giving um, constructive criticism Mm -hmm. or negative feedback about something, Mm -hmm. um, 
if you find yourself taking it personally, I think it's important to take a step back and go, wait, where might I have a fixed mindset around this? Let me take that one step further. Yeah. If you find yourself never asking for feedback. Well, there's that. That's right? another way to protect you. Again, feeding that ego junk food. Yes. Yes. Growth. Yeah. It's kind of like, like, uh, what's that? Um, What's that like old adage of, oh. Uh, no news is good news kind yeah. of thing, right? Gary Gnu. Yeah. <laughs> no good news is no good, good news. news. Yes. Listen, yeah. if you're a Gen Xer, you probably know what that is. And if you're not, you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's so true though. Like we protect ourselves. One of the ways, if we have a fixed mindset, we protect ourselves is by not asking, not soliciting yes. feedback. Someone with a growth mindset will ask constantly, be constantly asking for feedback. That's to like your spouse. If you, if you're married, like, how could I be a better spouse? If you have children, how could I be a better mother or father? If you are a boss and you lead teams, how can I serve you better? How can I help you better? What's it like to be on the other side of me? Those questions that we've talked about in the past. That is absolutely a growth mindset question. Fixed mindset. You will not do that because the fear of what am I going to find out and that's going smart. to be so painful, but then you limit your life. And that's the end result, right? That's the end result of living with an overarching fixed mindset yeah. is, you know, sometimes uh, they'll plateau early or they'll just never achieve their full potential mm-hmm. because they're too busy trying to protect themselves yeah. from looking bad. Yeah. And it's, it's such a bummer. So the difference with growth mindset is growth mindset leads to a desire to learn. And so therefore their tendency is to embrace challenges mm-hmm. and persist in the face of setbacks, right? They don't let a setback be an end. It, it's just one step backward. I've taken 10 forward. Yeah. Like I'll keep going. It's, and it's okay. not just one, even one step backward, right? But it's like an opportunity to learn because when something doesn't work we if we take the time we go okay what was it about that that didn't work what part of that failed was it people process right like what was it and then we can take 20 steps forward exactly because of what we learned yes from that it's that failing forward it's that failing forward yeah you know and and you know when it comes to effort where somebody with a fixed mindset like we had said is going to see effort as fruitless Mm -hmm. Someone with a growth mindset is going to see effort as the path to mastery. Yep. Right. The more effort I put in, the more I'm going to be able to master whatever this is. They will learn from criticism Mm -hmm. as opposed to somebody with a fixed mindset who either doesn't want to hear it or takes it incredibly personally. And they're going to find lessons and inspiration in the successes of others as opposed to being threatened by the success of others. And go back to, you said a word that I thought was key just a couple sentences ago. You said it's the path. Yes. Right. It's not the destination. No, it's about the path. And so, yeah, we'll talk more about that, but it is, it's the journey piece that really is, is where it's at. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, when you have all these things together with that growth mindset, instead of the fixed mindset person who is never going to reach their full potential, right? The growth mindset person is going to reach ever higher levels Mm -hmm. of achievement and, and well-being and all of those things. And here's the key. All of these things give us a greater sense of free will. Mm. We are not subject 
to what happens to us. Yeah, we're not victims. We are not victims. Yeah. Not a victim of circumstance. Yes. All of these things that come with a growth mindset make us give us this greater sense of autonomy over our own lives. Yep. And don't we all want that? Oh yeah. my word. And I think too, like sometimes and we've talked about this uh, <clears throat> in the past, just a few weeks ago, actually about like envy and jealousy, right? Someone with a yes. fixed mindset will envy somebody who is successful. Right? Absolutely. They yes. will look at them and say, well, of course, of course they're successful in that because they did, you know, XYZ. yeah. Or because they were born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Or like, like when we talked about like, the authors, they live in the South. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that is, that is when you hear yourself being envious, whether it's out loud or internally, like just check in with that, become aware of that because that's a fixed mindset. When you start to say, wait a second, when you really do the research and you see people that are masters in their craft, yeah, it's because they literally work at it every day. Yes. And they don't let setbacks or obstacles yes. get in the way. The most successful people, I mean, that is one of the indicators for success and results and like, you know, yeah. innovation and all of those things is it's mindset. Yeah. I say that when I wrote my book uh, and a few years back, um, I, the very beginning of the book has like a few pages about mindsets and then it goes into strategies for creating irresistible teams. Right. But like, and I say, like, I, there's a part of me that wants to rewrite the book and spend half of the book on talking about growth mindset, yeah. the difference between fixed and growth mindsets yeah. and then strategies, because the best strategies in the world will fall flat. Yeah. If the mindset isn't right. Yes. Right. Oh, Again, yeah. Both personally and, and in, in teams. Yes. Like it's so, so important that we stop and we assess. I say, mind your mind, right? Like yeah. assess, do you have a fixed mindset and growth mindset? And I love, you said this to me once before I was getting ready to teach a workshop about this. And you said to me, um, use the analogy of a growth mindset being like a flowing river. Mm. And a fixed mindset being like a stagnant, stagnant pond. Yes. Oh, that was good. You remember that? No, I don't. But that yeah. was really good. I think yeah. you had just gotten out of one of your classes. You were like, I heard this analogy and I thought it was so good. And I was like, oh, I'm going to use that. But think about that. Yes. Flowing. I mean, it's like what we talked about. Blue Marsh. Right? Yes. Like oh, the one gosh, area, yeah. the water was green and it was it frozen. Because it doesn't flow like anywhere. Kind of a stank to yeah, it. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. Because it's, yeah, it's not moving. It's stagnant. But a flowing river, like when I go to New York and I get to be like in the Alexandra Bay and it like, it's flowing, it's healthy. You can it see, thrives. you can yes. see to the bottom. Right? I love like, that. Yeah. So. I love that. Here's something too. Uh, when we're talking about these mindsets, oftentimes we're not all one or the other. No, there are things we have fixed mindsets around. Yep. There are things we have growth mindsets around. It's not like they're just a person with a fixed mindset, right? No. It's, it often revolves around different things. So I'm curious, what's something that you found you had a fixed mindset around? What's some, I don't have anything. I have a fixed mindset around. You're so full of it. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely think it is it, as far as like, um, intelligence mm. for sure. I was never quote unquote book smart. Like academics was not something that came natural to me. Okay. And so for many, many years, I was like, I'm just not smart. Mm. 
And, and sometimes that still creeps back up. Yeah. Right. Like when I'm faced with the challenge, like, Oh, now I would have to say over the last bunch of years that has gotten so much better because I've really come, I knew in my head that there's different types of intelligence. Cause I said it to my kids, yeah. you know, all their yeah. lives. Um, but I didn't necessarily apply that growth mindset to myself. And so now, like if I, I love a challenge, yeah. I love I love learning yeah, and just like getting all the information. And so if there's something I don't know about, I like, I mean, and now we've got Google, you know, you've got sure. YouTube. Yeah. And so you can totally. learn about, I mean, I made hair gel yesterday, anything. right? You made hair gel. <laughs> but seriously, I think really embracing the fact that there are different types of intelligence and there isn't one that is better than the other, mm. right? Although I will say, I think that EQ. I was gonna say emotional intelligence, though. I think uh, yeah. We'll so get I you take further back than what I said. Intellectual because, intelligence. Yeah, EQ, emotional intelligence. It, I mean, it's proven Absolutely. that people that have a high EQ over are over much IQ. more successful yeah. and even even healthier and happier yes. than people that have high IQs all the time. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. And so I think that. How about for you? Yeah, yeah. So okay, I was thinking about this. So it's, it's interesting because it's kind of kind of opposite yours. So I have a fixed mindset around anything that involves um, athleticism, mm. physical movement type mm. things. Like I can't do that. Yeah. Like I can't run. I can't mm. like, I'll never do that. Yeah. I'll never be that kind of person. I'll never be an athletic person. I'll never be mm-hmm. whatever, fill in the blank. Um, when it comes to something physical, I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Oh, like from little on up, I have never enjoyed sports athleticism yeah. in any way. Um, and so it's just been in my head that that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So just don't even bother trying. Right. Right. And so I'm, t- I'm working on that. I'm trying to find things that I can do mm-hmm. to try and kind of build a little bit more of a growth mindset in that area. Um, I decided last night, I actually kind of want to try to um, develop a habit of doing yoga over this summer. Yeah. Cause that's, that would be a huge thing to overcome for me. Yes. Huge. And part of my diagnosis, um, causes a lot of, uh, really stiff mm-hmm. muscles. And so this would be, be actually really good for me. It really is. Yeah. So anyway, that's the thing. I love don't it. ask me about it later because I don't, I'm not like, you don't let me I'm allergic. some accountability. No, I am allergic to accountability. So yeah, just leave it alone. <laughs> Um, but anyway, should we talk about that? No, we that? should not talk about that. Oh, okay. And then the thing that I have a growth mindset around though is opposite. I have always had a growth mindset around learning, mm. around book smarts, around school. Mm-hmm. Um, I can always learn. Mm-hmm. I have never felt that that has been a hindrance. Like if I don't know how to do something, fine, I'll learn it. Yeah. Not a big deal. Or if I just want to shift careers, you know, and do something entirely different, like positive psychology out of, you know, after years of something else. Oh yeah, cool. I'll just go learn that. Here we go. Right. And so, yeah, it's very interesting because in the one aspect, I don't, you know, when it comes to my fixed mindset around athleticism, I do not approach physical activity Mm -hmm. ever. I just steer clear from it. Um, But when it comes to learning, I have more classes than I know what to do with. Yeah. I'm currently, you're going to die. I currently have like a number of online courses sitting in my inbox, waiting for me to take them that I have paid money, like money for. Mm -hmm. I have a bread baking class. 
I have a gardening class that has no kidding, a dozen mini classes within it mm-hmm. as well. I have a wine tasting and food pairing class. <laughs> I, have, I have so many. I do too. I yeah. have, there are in my, uh, yeah, downloads. I need to do a bunch of classes. Like one of them. them. Oh my gosh. I have Bob Goff's Dream Big mm-hmm. workshop. They yep. gifted it to me for free because I won something I from that. that. I haven't done it. Yeah. I have so many classes because I just love I have learning. Bar- I have a bar- like a couple of weeks ago, I um, paid for a barista certification. Did you? Uh, of course. Yeah. I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, no, because I, this is, I do it all the time. Yeah, right. I'm constantly like, yeah, signing yeah, up for I do things, too. paying for things, not doing Frank's it. Frank's going to kill me. I think the growth mindset, um, and I can totally relate to the physical stuff. Too. Oh, yeah. I never played sports growing no. up. I play, played recreational for fun, kind of, when I was younger. But then I realized I wasn't as coordinated as other people. And so then fixed mindset. I was like, I'm not good at that. I'm not going right. to even try. And so I didn't do any of those things. Growth mindset for me, though, interesting over the years, and this is just thinking about this now, is I have always been a, not always, sorry, probably for the past 15 years, been a person that I've always had coaches Mm -hmm. in my life that I constantly ask, give me feedback. Yes. Like, tell me the things, put a spotlight on my blind spots because I want to grow. I want to learn. If I don't know, I can't grow. And so like, tell me all the things. Yeah. Um, and it's painful, but I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. It requires a level of humility. It does. It does. It requires a level of humility. Um, whereas, you know, that fixed mindset, again, it feeds the ego. You know, it's funny when we're talking about fixed mindset, there's a perfect example of how it feeds the ego. Um, there was this whole study done where students who failed the test were given the opportunity to look at the test papers of other students in the class. And the fixed mindset people in that class preferred seeing the papers of the people who did worse than them mm. And those with the growth mindset preferred seeing the papers that did better than them. The people with the fixed mindset wanted to see the ones of people who did worse than yeah. them. Because again, that whole idea of, well, I did better yeah. feeds the ego. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody with a growth mindset has that level of humility to say, let me see how I could have done better. Yeah. What can I learn from this? Yes. Yeah. It's how totally, can I do this totally different. It's totally oh. different. So I know we kind of, I know we've been talking a while and we kind of need to, you know, land, land the plane eventually, but I do want to take a few minutes and talk about where these mindsets come from because we can fix this and we can absolutely fix this with our kids Yes, because I know I have have children unknowingly passed on fixed mindsets to my kids and, and it's come from a place, a a good place. Like I, I thought I was saying something good, but yeah, these mindsets, like one of the big things, the self-esteem movement in parenting mm. in the last you know couple of decades. Uh-huh. Listen, feel good self-esteem fails. It does. Feel good participation trophies mm-hmm. are not a good thing. Telling our kids you can do anything you set your mind to. You are amazing. You are amazing. You, you way to go. Here's a prize for showing up. Yeah. What works is self-efficacy, mm. not self-esteem, mm-hmm. self-efficacy, right? Um, 
And then there's this praise and pressure from adults. And while the person praise might feel good or feed self-esteem, it can fade into empty change. Now, here's what I empty, I'm sorry, empty praise. Here's what I mean by person praise. There is this difference between person praise and process praise. And when you are praising somebody, and in particularly when you are praising your children, it is very important to give process praise mm -hmm. over person praise. Here's what person praise sounds like. Wow, you must be so naturally talented at that. Or you're so smart. You're so smart. Um, and what's interesting, like if you say to somebody, okay, oh, you did so good. You must have a natural talent. What they hear is if I don't learn something quickly, I'm not smart. Yes. Because if it's supposed to just come naturally to me and it doesn't, mm -hmm. then what they think about me isn't true. Yep. And what happens then is their motivation goes to the tank. Shuts down. It shuts not down. Try. They will not try yep. because if they fail, they will look bad and they will not be who you just told them they are. Yep. That person with that natural talent. So like when I, I ran into this all the time in, in high school and, and even when I was younger, I, I sang, I did shows. And I would hear all the time, oh my gosh, you're just so naturally gifted. Yeah. And while that's lovely and thank you, um, it, it put me in this glass box that made me feel like I could not take risks. Mm. I couldn't audition for that next thing because if I didn't get it, I'm letting them down because now I'm not who they think I am. Mm -hmm. And this happens all the time. I even felt this um, when I left my job at the church to kind of branch out on my own. Um, COVID was a gift in this way, actually, because it gave me a break. But I heard from so many people, oh, you're so good at this. You're so good at that. You're so good at this. I can't wait to see what you do. Mm. Well, again, that's nice. And thank you. But again, that puts me in this box mm. of maybe I'm not naturally good at this. Mm -hmm. And so if I try to make a go of X, Y, Z as a career and I don't, I'm not who they think I am. Yeah. And that is so, so difficult. So, you know, a lot of times like my kids, I, so I used to think my kids are just naturally smart. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I would say to them, you're fine. You got this right. You, you're so smart. You're, yeah. you're not going to, this is not going to be a problem for you. And so what they hear though, when we say that is I better not study or they won't think I'm just naturally brilliant because if they see, I have to work hard toward this, mm -hmm. then I'm not who they're saying I am. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a problem and it leads to this, um, dead end yeah. of again, not achieving your full potential mm -hmm. because you stop trying. I think that this is a perfect time for this conversation too, right? Because report cards. Oh, out, report cards. Right? And so for so many kids, they feel like if they don't get A's or even A's and B's, like, because when they get A's and B's, they hear, you're so smart. Right. When they don't get A's and B's, they internally hear, and sometimes it's not even internally, right? Like, yeah. sometimes a child comes home with a C or a D. Like, it's like, what's the problem here? Right. Right. But I remember my dad used to say, I'm so thankful for this. 
my, I remember my dad saying to me, listen to me, if you get a D, a C or a D, or if you even get an F and you can look me in the eye and say, you worked hard, you did the best you could, you studied, you like did all of the things and you still, that's all I care about. Right. That's the difference between person praise and process praise, right? Like we want to praise our kids. And this isn't just if you have kids, right? But like, right. Praise praise yourself, praise others, you know, for the process you saw, Hey, I saw you working hard. I saw you studying. I saw you shooting, you know, hundreds of baskets outside in the driveway. I saw you so that they don't feel like it's about the end result. It's about the game. It's about the grade. It's about the winning the game or scoring the points or no, no, no. We want to create human beings to be committed to what they do and to work and, you know, like and there's a level, and- yeah, there's a level of enjoyment that comes from uh, achieving in growth mindset that doesn't happen in fixed mindset. And yeah. so the difference then, like you had alluded to, the difference between person praise, where it's all about you and you're so good and good job, that's even person praise mm. because there's judgment attached to it. Mm-hmm. There's just as much judgment attached to good job as there is bad job, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, good job. Oh, you're just so smart. Oh, you're not, you're so naturally talented. That is person praise. Process praise is just that. It's praising the process. You worked so hard at that. Wow, your studying techniques must be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first learned about this, you know, one of the things I tried to do with my daughter when she was on stage and she does shows is I try to be very specific about my praise with her. Mm. The way you used your breath technique in that song to be able to sustain the notes that you did was outstanding. Mm outstanding. So again, it's not attached to her character, right? It's attached to a skill that she has built Mm -hmm. and something she has accomplished, Mm -hmm. right? That's it's night and day. Here's an example, because you did that. If she's on stage and she sings a song and falls a little flat, yeah, I don't know anything about music, but let's just like, you know, I think this like she falls flat in a song instead of going oh, I suck. I can't sing. She remembers your feedback and goes, right. oh, maybe I need to work on my breath technique. That's exactly right. That's exactly That's right. That's so different. It's so than different. I failed because you I'm know a terrible what? singer. When you can go, oh, okay, maybe I need to work on my breath technique. You're willing to try again. Yes. Yeah. You're willing to try again. And that is the biggest, biggest difference. And that's how we instill growth mindsets in our kids and the people that we love and in ourselves, because we become aware of what we're saying to ourselves, what we're saying to others. I love Carol Dweck wrote a book called Mindset. Tons of research. She actually did the research for education world, right? To help teachers understand like, Hey, you can really impact kids in the way, in the words that you use, the way that you praise them. It's a phenomenal book. Oh my gosh. And there is a partner uh, like workbook with Mm. it too. And it is amazing. So good. It's amazing. So, so good. Yeah. And now it's catching, like it's taking the corporate world by storm because they're starting to go, oh, maybe my, yeah. my, there's something to this mindset thing. We need to check the mindset of ourselves as leaders, but also of the mindset of our organization. And again, because mindsets create culture. Yep. 
it's true. It's true. There's tons of studies on this too, guys, like tons of yeah. studies. So um, one of the studies, you know, when they, they did a study on praise with a bunch of students, the students that received person praise for a job well done and inherited a fixed mindset. So they heard things like you're smart at this. They turned down challenging new tasks. Mm -hmm. They turned them down. And the students that received process praise for a job well done and inherited a growth mindset by hearing things like you must've worked really hard on this. They embraced challenging new tasks. Um, and so it, it's just amazing because so later both groups in this study received difficult problems like verbal tasks to solve and the ability level plummeted in the fixed mindset group, yep. um, even on the easier problems. Yeah. It was amazing, but those praised for ability were more likely to lie about their performance as well. Mm. Like how to go, did you do well on that test? Oh yeah, I did great. When in actuality, right? They yeah. didn't. Yeah. Um, so that praising actually lowered their IQ. Yeah. It lowers their actual wild. performance. It is wild. Mind is so powerful. It is wild. So before we wrap this up, um, I just want to do like a minute on how to praise, right? And so what's a good way that we can do this? And again, this isn't just for your kids, but it can be for your coworkers, for yourself, for those around yes. you and share this with other people. Because again, it happens to us all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be able to reframe it. So when you're going to praise somebody, you know, describe the positive behavior and the effort and give them details, give them details, avoid praise for low challenge activities or error-free success. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You didn't fail. Here's an award. Mm -hmm. No, don't, don't do that. Don't praise your child because they made their bed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is something they should be able to do. Right. Um, be careful when praising after failures or mistakes. Mm. Again, that goes back to that whole self-esteem movement. Mm -hmm. It is not self-esteem that helps our kids. It is self-efficacy. Yes. Their belief that they are able to do things right. with competence. Um, your praise has to be sincere because let me tell you something, fake praise. People, guys, we all can spot it a mile away. Yep. We all can spot it a mile away and it affects our psyches. Yeah. Um, I always say flattery falls flat. Flattery falls flat. Be specific yes. in your praise and it will be felt. Yes. Another thing you can do is reduce your amount of praise. Oh, now, listen, so this is so important, though. This is so important. Yeah. Because and I do this all the time and I don't know why or where I got it from. I just always have. But then my kids know or anybody knows when I say to you, that was amazing. I mean it. Mm -hmm. And they know I mean it. Yeah. It's like, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of Simon Cowell, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love true. him. I have loved him from day one of American Idol. Now mm -hmm. I don't like it when he's cruel and he's yeah. not cruel anymore. Now that he has a kid, he's like totally softened yeah. and he is an absolute delight, but he does not throw out needless praise. You're right. So that so when he does, when he does yeah. it means something. See, and I have the opposite. And I've had people say that to me because I am just a natural, yeah. like, you know, the spiritual gift of exhortation is upon me. You know, it's like <laughs> natural, <laughs> like, um, you're awesome. You're the best. You're my, and I've had people, because again, I ask for feedback. I've had people say to me, actually, I don't believe you. It doesn't feel authentic. Right. You say that to everyone. Because when everyone's like, great, no one's oh, great. Oh, no. 
but I love people so much. I do. Yeah. I felt that. And so for me, I don't know that I have mastered the lessening that, but I have gotten better at being more specific in the process, in the process yes. phrase, as opposed to just saying, attaboy, you're, you're great. Right. You know, right. Like, yeah, no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Another thing we can do is allow for natural consequences, mm-hmm. right? We, we tend to try to boost our kids' self-esteem or somebody else's self-esteem by protecting them from natural consequences. Yep. Again, this does not help because it doesn't create any self-efficacy. Yes. Because they weren't able to handle the challenge themselves. Somebody else did it for them. Yes. And like homework, science projects. We've talked about that some. It's true though, because we want to protect, but what we end up doing is creating kids and, and people and our, we, they stay small. Yes. They, do, they, they don't take risks. And so they never achieve anything and they never learn. It's part of the Western culture, right? Oh, like, for sure. oh, pain is bad. No. Pain and suffering is a part of life. It's natural. It has to happen. Let's help people walk through the process of pain and suffering and learn from that and grow from that so that it becomes like, this is part of life. Yes. Yeah. Like we rarely grow during times of ease. Yes. We grow when things are difficult yes. and we need to allow those difficult times to happen. Mm. And here's a great thing. And I know you're really good at this and I have gotten much better at this, but to redirect person praise when somebody's coming to you and saying, oh my gosh, you're just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you all get that all the time. You know, just saying, thank you so much. You know, we hear uh, like, okay, let's say somebody said to us, oh my gosh, I just love your, po- your podcast. You guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We love hearing that, Mm -hmm. but then we're going to ask you, I'm so happy to hear that. Could you tell me something that you specifically loved about it so that I can keep doing it? Yep. Right. That's how you can turn it from a person praise to a process praise that is repeatable. Asking the question, like what resonated with you? Like anytime I speak and somebody does that, like that's one of what resonated with you. I want to know what people need, what they want more of what's most helpful right so that I can improve my process right telling me I'm great actually doesn't help me yes it's true yep yeah it feeds the ego which isn't necessarily a good thing no it is not so I love this because what we've talked a lot about is for the entire (laughs) time of our podcast we've talked so much about awareness right like being the first step mind your mind Maybe take the next week and think about, think, listen to what you say Yes, <laughs> to yourself. When you talk to yourself, what are you saying about you, right? Like if are your, are the words that are coming out of your mouth fixed mindset statements right. or are they growth mindset statements? So an example would be, I, I, I can't learn that, right? Yes. And like if you're faced with a challenger, I, I can't do that. Add that magic word. The magic word for mindset. Yet. yet. So I don't know that yet. I can't do that yet. I, it's Shananiqua's new book. I guess I haven't learned that yet. Yet. Yes. I love that. It's so powerful. You put. You can put that on the end. Listen to what you're saying to yourself. Add the word yet to the end of it. Yep. That's how you begin to develop a growth mindset. Because people with a growth mindset, that word is the key determining factor to future 
like it is success. Yes. And and again, this isn't necessarily like financial success and all no. those things, but like thriving in life, living yes. your freaking life. Life satisfaction. Yes. Living you're live your, your freaking, freaking life. life. <laughs> you're gonna add yet to the end of your sentences and then see, see what happens. Yes. The whole world begins to open up up to you it's and imagine phenomenal. if you said that to your kids yes when they bring home you know a, a bad report card yes and you say i guess you haven't learned that yet yes right it's a yep. totally different way to look at it yeah oh this was good so this was fun so good so challenging right it like, is we, i love this because as we talk about things it makes me again be more mindful of those things and then be more intentional in yes. my words and actions you know yeah because the, none of this happens by default no we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional with our lives. Yes. Uh, we do, I don't want to let life happen to me. Nope. We've got to be intentional. And this is a great place to start. It is. It is. We All love right. you guys. Love you. Great. We'll see. see you next week. I'll be in Disney. Bye.